Welcome back to Joystick and Mouse Video Game News and Reviews for all you filthy casuals out there. My name is Alex. I go by Cross in the Gaming Community. With me, as always, is Diddy. Howdy, folks. And not joining us today is J-Dimes because he is uh, doing some, some schooling stuff. So instead, in our star-studded cast of uh, friends joining us is Bobby Franks. Hi, Bobby. Hey, how are you two doing? Oh, I'm doing swell, my man. It is... Uh, July nineteenth, twenty twenty one, and today we're uh we're we're gonna answer these three questions. Oops, wrong button. There's the button. Uh, did we just get a Nintendo Switch killer? Probably not. But anyway, is it uh time for a new world? What are the game companies thinking? And where is cloud gaming going? And is it the right destination? All this on today's episode of Joystick and Mouse, gentlemen. Um, so like we talked about last week. Uh, J Dimes is off for like ten weeks. He's getting he's he's going to school. He's getting uh, degrees or some kind of certification. I don't know. He's learning getting, about really complicated things involving Tableau he's getting educated. and SQL. enriching his life. Yeah, let's go with that. Let's go with that. So uh, we have a star study cast here. First of all, Bobby, uh, thank you for joining us today. Uh, how does it feel to be sitting in J Dimes' seat today? Um, a little wet. Uh, I know it's moist. He, I know lots of swamp well, ass, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. But you know, uh, you do what you got to do. Uh, I'm a professional here. That, that's right, <laughs> freaking professional. What you have here, folks, are are three individuals that have competed in America's Next Top Podcaster. The three of us are also in the renowned World of Warcraft raid team that I definitely lead. Not the three of us, but I definitely lead. Uh, called <laughs> Filthy Casuals. <laughs> Yeah, and, so <laughs> I'm going to interrupt actually, you. Um, yeah, all so, three of us are uh, officers, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah we're, well, we're all officers, yes. but but Alex was um, was uh, guest host on the instance the other day, and I happened to be in the chat, and he said he said, "Oh yeah, we're I'm I I, I raid lead the filthy casuals," and I'm like I'm like in the chat going like, "You co raid lead, <laughs> sucker." <laughs> So to be clear, all right, uh, you know, like, absolutely, Bobby and Diddy are like, you know, they they're and then Airbuck, we got to give a shout out to Airbuck. The, between the four of us, we keep the lights on, all right. Yeah, we keep yeah. things rolling. And then he was like, "Oh, so you're just one of those, you know, you're just in the filthy casuals, right?" And and I was like, "No, because I started the damn team." <laughs> That's so true. Like, get, get your shit together, Scott. Uh, yeah. But I was on the instance, so shout out to uh, our friend Scott Johnson with the Frog Pants Network. It was a lot of fun. We were uh, talking about a lot of the topics that we're going to talk about today, but actually we're going to dive a little bit deeper into them today uh, than what we talked about on the instance. So if you go to theinstance.net, you can listen to that episode. We talk about The New World, which is a, a game that we're going to dive into a little bit today. Um, I was also on a, an episode of Soundography that should be coming out this week. I brought an ep uh, for that episode... And Bobby, you were actually on it right before I was. So mm -hmm. when I say right before, it was like two months ago, but they, they're in the right. middle of seasons. So they, right. it's a it's a little bit that they do called um, You Gotta Listen to This, and you bring a CD, an album in mind, and you talk about the music and what it means to you. So I brought something that I remember from my high school days. Uh, fun fact, Hammond Chamberlain and I went to the same high school. Not at the same time, but we went to the same high school. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, fun fact. Yeah, uh, I didn't know that either. He, so it was it, it was fun to talk about how I played one of those songs in Battle of the Bands at the same high school that we both went to. And, you know, Hammond's a big music nerd. So check out Soundography. 
you should be hearing my episode coming out here soon. Um, now, before we jump into news and, and stuff, Diddy, what, what, tell me about these lights and why lights of all things are so surprising to you. So, so I, I, you can tell I'm, my camera picks up everything. And so the lights that I have are hue lights and they just don't give a nice white light. You just can't get them white enough. So I decided I'm going to get some really nice studio lights and Elgato had a deal this week on a set of the key lights and I, those are really nice lights and I've been eyeing those for a while and I just, they're really expensive. So mm. I, this deal came along, I saved 60 bucks on a pair. I was like, Dude, all right, fine. Oh my God. Really? I'm like, yes. I'm like, all right, I'll do that. So, so I ordered them um, and I got the receipt in my email and the receipt was from Corsair. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, how the, how did this go? And, and I went and looked and then sure as shit, uh, last year Corsair bought Elgato. I had no idea. I completely idea. forgot about this. I had I, no idea. I don't think we ever covered that on this show. Like what kind no, of video we didn't. game that show are seemed, we? That sounds like something we would, we would talk about. That's a big deal. Jay Dimes is a big Elgato fan. Yeah. And we all use a stream deck and and everything and i was, I was like i was just a little shocked today when i got the receipt yeah. for it completely forgot about that they yeah. must be making a ton of money like corsair i feel like was successful but i would never expect them to be like an elgato successful i feel like elgato is a is like a better elgato is like a premium company they're they don't put out anything unless it's you know top of the top notch Corsair's yeah. been around for a long time, though, right? They yeah. have, and I, I have a lot of Corsair, you know, stuff in the computer. Right. Um, you know, all the fans and, and that kind of stuff, but I don't know. They, I, I just didn't didn't associate those two. Yeah. Well, you know, Elgato's all. not just doing, you know, like, I think for a while they, like, they made their name entrance onto the scene, so to speak, with, uh, with their capture cards and everything, but they've since branched out to, of course, lights, but and but now they're doing microphones. But but they definitely are in the hardware, computer hardware yeah. business. Like they, yeah, they are. So yeah. it makes sense that Corsair would want to, like like think about corporate acquisitions, right? They're they're they might be thinking like, okay, we make we make RAM sticks. <laughs> We make, we make, uh, you know, we make your, uh, your hard drives and your fans and, and all that kind of stuff. We make your, your, uh, power sources and stuff. Let, mm -hmm. I want it. Let's get into the capture card business and you just buy another company who does it and who does it better than Elgato. Honestly, yeah. like, I think they do uh, yeah. an amazing job with all, yeah. all their stuff is super high quality. Their, um, that, yeah. that microphone, Jadime's got their microphone. I would say it's arguably the best like usb microphone on the market right now that that little it's uh, pretty nice elgato yeah. wave yeah it's so so small and like compact and it it really delivers like a really good sound and uh you you end up getting this isn't sponsored by them by boy like me talking <laughs> about them but if they'd like, like to feel free to contact us oh yeah i'm gonna mouth.com i'm about to go <laughs> apply as an affiliate right now um yeah an audi in the chat has the wave three mic really enjoyed it yeah 
Like I'm telling you, if if yeah, you that are wave a three comes with some great software for streamers and right, the ecosystem is the other thing, right? Yeah. Like that's the other thing that you just can't beat, and and the fact that you can just make all that all that stuff just kind of works together, really compelling. So yeah, um, yeah, completely forgot that they bought that. Completely forgot. Um, let me interject here. Sure. I am having my first Oktoberfest of the year. Why, Diddy? It's July. I know it's July, but I saw this in the store. I couldn't pass it. Oh my god, it's just freaking What's outstanding! Next? Oh my What's god! What's next? You're going to be buying Christmas lights and then and then Easter candy. Come on, it is too early for I still that. Have Easter candy. I'm really excited about October. I, now that we're talking about it, I could I could do uh, pumpkin spice lattes all year long if you I, know if it's, I could. It's really weird. Um, Oktoberfest beers, they're only out to like the middle of October and then they go away. It's yeah, dumb. but they're it's they're by far dumb. some of my favorite beers. I'm a oh, big uh, multi beer from, um, This is from Devil's Backbone. It's excellent. I'm drinking very, Devil's very Backbone uh, Vienna Lager tonight. So I would be drink. I'm drinking a Yingling. We talked about it earlier, but um, I I would be drinking this great sounding pineapple hazy IPA that Ooh. that my wife bought, but she took them all to a party and drank them all. Oh, oh what? Vibes. Come on, man! You know, but she deserved it. Probably can't can't be mad at the wives. Can't. Shout out! Shout out to Mrs. Diddy. Mrs. Diddy, uh, her birthday's tomorrow. Oh, shout out! Let's give a round of applause. Everybody, round of applause. Let's go. Yes, and we also um, shout out to all the wives out there. uh, To Bobby's wife for drinking all of his beer, and then also to my wife for uh, being out of town right now. She's putting on a conference. She's in Vegas. Everybody would be like, oh, she's in Vegas. She's having fun. No, guys, she is legit freaking working, and she's working hard. So shout out to my wife, Deanna. She's good. Yeah. She does great. Uh, all right, friends, we got some some news topics to jump into. So why don't we do this? Uh, oh, oh, no, no, real quick. Before we jump into the news, uh, we want to announce that we have our own shop up. If you go to shop.joystickandmouse.com, we have new T-shirt designs. And some fun stuff up there. You can get stickers, all this, uh, the clocks even. It's all through Redbubble. It's a lot of fun. So head over to shop.joystickandmouse.com. Buy yourself a t-shirt, something, and it helps uh, support the show, all the operational costs that, that we incur. I saw I saw that your, your, you know, your, your joystick and mouse thing was on a t-shirt, the logo on your shop there. It made me wonder. So right now, of those three mice that are that look like great, illustrated t-shirt mice like it would good, looks good on a t-shirt yeah you should ch- you should check it out um which one is, am i right now which of those mice? oh good question um so in these guys here and if and chat can see this i think i'm like, supposed to be the one in the middle uh, yeah i was about to say diddy's the one in the middle he kind of looks like the older guy I, I think that i'm the one on the right because i'm really not paying much attention to anything actually i'm just like listening to my 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 music you're listening you're listening to your uh, iPod. Guy, yeah the guy on the left there that looks like bobby he's taking notes you know bobby's I'm, I'm very just, scientific i'm laying out a spreadsheet on paper before i actually put it on a spreadsheet that does that sounds like something he would do so that's fine that's fine so yeah get your t-shirt uh get your mouse t-shirt over at shop.joystickandmouse.com all right friends time to jump into the news it's time for the news all right, well, Valve dropped a bomb on the Nintendo Switch OLED order hype by announcing its 
own handheld device called the Steam Deck. The Steam Steam, deck. not Stream Deck. Not Stream, not stream Deck. Steam, steam Deck. Uh, basically, it's a handheld PC that's tied to your Steam account, and uh, it looks like a great device, or is it? What do you guys think? I have actually already <laughs> we know how you. One. Oh, we know how you th <laughs> oh. feel about it. Yeah. So, um, so I will tell. I will eventually, I suppose, tell you how I think about it. But I want to hear what what are your guys' takes on the Steam Deck? Um, Diddy, you go first. Uh, I I think it's a wonderful device. I don't have any need for it. <laughs> That's fair. That's yeah. totally. Yeah, fair. I just don't have any need for it. I'm in the um, uh, same exact thing, dude. Same, same here. You know, we we have. You say, I guess I have a handheld device that I like that I can play games on and I don't really see myself having a need for it at all. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, this, this device hits a lot of the right notes for me. Like it, it ticks a lot of the boxes of things that I would have been looking for on my own anyway for a little while ago i was looking for a way to conveniently play steam games on my tv in the living room i've got my pc here in the office i'm in the office right now um but it's it's a hot office so i don't like spending a lot of time in here but i do have a whole steam library of games and so they don't get a lot of play because i often find myself wanting to either play games around the like the kids are up and i don't want to be squirreled away in the office i want to be in the living room at least um hanging out with them or i'm you know my my wife works all day and then she comes home at night and you know for an hour before she we all go to bed um i don't want to be like oh hey you know welcome home after working all day right. i'll be in here playing you know assassin's creed valhalla while you you know eat a pizza on a frozen pizza on the couch alone by yourself <laughs> um, so i often will switch to something else in the living room right um so i i've been wanting for a while to be able to have a that kind of a thing where i can do that or in the even in the bed maybe where i just sit with because i love playing the switch in in bed before i go to go to bed um so this has just been like perfect for me because i really lately value portability yeah no mm -hmm. and i get that right like i think that this has exact this is scratching that itch where we talked about it last episode where you know the the switch oled came out and and we were all expecting that but also a bit more horsepower in a portable device and then yeah. they announced the steam deck for me uh i like I'm in the same boat as Diddy. I think that this is something that fits a lot of people's needs, including like yourself, Bobby. And I think it's brilliant. I and I love what they're doing here. The um the price point I think is great for what you get. Uh, it's steep, but it's great. I think I think it's very uh, reasonable for what you get. But this is exactly what Nintendo missed out on. And I don't yeah. I don't necessarily see that as like. A problem for Nintendo because I frankly think Nintendo can do no wrong in the eyes of its consumers, uh, me included. I think that they they know what they do and they do it unapologetically, and there's something to that because about 99% of the time it works. But for for me, um, I think that that Steam is now 
taking on the mantle of that, hey, you want a more high-powered, high-fidelity, you know, more graphically intense experience, uh, you can do that now. You have our your entire Steam library here. The other piece that's really interesting, and we talked about this on the instance, was that this is a layer of Windows that's sitting on top of a Linux-based operating system, I think. And technically, you can install other things, other Windows applications on this, not just the, the Steam uh, UI. You can install right. Epic, <laughs> their biggest competitor, and, and the games that, that exist there. You can install, hypothetically, World of Warcraft, a game that the three of us will love to play. Yeah. So seeing the the bigger picture outside of just the Steam library on the go, for me, I think is really intriguing as we look to take uh gaming on a more portable basis for me though like where i'm getting my portable gaming and my fix for that frankly is xcloud and getting uh i'm hooking up my xbox controller to my iphone and just kind of playing like that it it works for me um right. so yeah portable excel as sam on dc and chat says i think that that's right up bobby's alley yeah, no, no kidding. Yeah, I can't wait to uh, as, as long as they have a good interface for for pivot tables. Um, but uh, no, so you're talking about the 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 emulation layer that they have that's going to make it so that you can you can play install any kind of Windows anything on there. It's Proton mm -hmm. um, is the name of their the mm -hmm. software that they have that makes it so that you can you can run other operating system like other things that are intended for other operating systems on their Steam OS. But one thing that I don't think is getting an, well, it's getting, I, I wonder if people are missing this point sometimes, which is that it's not just that you're capable of running Windows only software or, or something like that on the Proton. You can just simply install Windows. Like you can just, you know, not use SteamOS and install Windows on it because it's basically just a PC in a Switch-like, you know, uh, form factor. Right. Right. Yep. And let's talk about the price very quickly. Uh, it is, and uh, the prices that you guys see here on Twitch, you can see them in both pounds and US dollars. Three ninety nine for the 64 gigabyte version. 529 for the 256 gigabyte version and 649 for the 512 gigabyte version. And Bobby, you got the biggest one, right? Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> five, yeah. it's dude, 64 gigs like I was going to say it's like a game. 64 gigs to me seems pretty worthless. Yeah. When you I, look I don't at understand why they, they they should have gone like with like the 120 uh yeah, like 120 eight gigabytes right like that's the yeah, well, 128 gigabytes. there's also the the uh, micro sd expansion slots you can put um you can expand the hard drive um i think i don't know if this is confirmed or not but i'm i'm pretty sure that what is it called steam link that you can stream your steam mm -hmm. from your from your computer i think that it, that'll be compatible on there as well so that might help mitigate some of the hard, uh, hard drive issues to me one of the biggest reasons that i got the 512 the biggest size is not it's not just size that you're paying for but each of the levels up the it's not it's not just bigger but they're using the um 
I don't know. I can't remember the name of it, but it's a different type of SSD. Well, the, yeah, the big one has NVMe, which is yeah, the that's what it is, and it's really it's fast. That's really fast, right? Uh, hard drive, so. Mm-hmm. And it looks surprisingly light. It's only like, it's like a pound and a half or something. Well, it's, I looked at the specs. It's more than twice as heavy as the Switch. (laughs) Oh gosh, is the Switch that heavy? Or that light, I mean? Yeah, Yeah. Switch is pretty light. And I looked at the math. It's it's more than twice as heavy as the Switch. It's bigger in all the dimensions. It's going to be kind of a honking beast. I'll be interested to see battery life. Yeah, yeah, they're claiming uh, two to eight hours, which yeah. is a little bit less than the Switch. Yeah. Here's, I mean, here's the specs here on Twitch. So we have an AMD Zen 2, uh, 2.4 to 3.5 gigahertz um, CPU. Eight, um, let me see, what is that? Eight RDNA 2 CUs uh, GPU. It's got 16 gigs of RAM, which is pretty good. Uh, we talked about the storage. It goes uh, so the resolution. It's a sixteen by ten aspect ratio. By the way, twelve eighty by eight hundred, a seven inch diagonal display, which is kind of small when you look at like what your phone is. But I, it, you know, what this thing kind of reminds me of. By the way, remember the the Sega handheld game device back in like Game the Gear. 90s? Game Gear. Game Gear. Yeah. I had a Game Gear, and that thing was like ten pounds. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But I played the heck out of what was that dolphin game? Echo. <laughs> Echo the dolphin. Yeah. Echo oh the God. dolphin, bro. Uh, it's got Bluetooth connectivity, touch enabled, 60 hertz refresh rate on the screen, two to eight hours of gameplay, and USB Type C. Um, so so little, yeah. even little even surprised the... that doesn't have an OLED screen. Yeah, yeah. that is. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. It's but um so even the most even the cheapest version of the Steam Deck is more expensive than 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 the uh the Switch. But is, um yeah. a lot of the everything you just read, those all those specs are more than the Switch. Right. Um yeah. point for point. So a lot of the benefits, a lot of the reasons why the price point is higher are sort of like hidden behind all these like like geek numbers, you know, like, yeah. like that you really got to know what you're looking at. Yeah, I'm not too upset about the price. I think the price is pretty yeah. reasonable oh, totally. for what you're getting. But, um, oh, go ahead, Diddy. Finish your thought. And, and you know, I definitely see a spot for it. I I definitely see its its niche. I mean, you if they hook this up to like some cloud service, also, I mean, then you're talking about being able to play anywhere. Yeah, I think the the Great thing about this is is i can be playing on my what i want is to be able to play on my computer be done go somewhere else sit down with with this and pick the game right up right where i was ostensibly and, you should be able to with does, no, steam has cloud on save steam, right? yeah if you're playing on steam you probably could do that but i want it with everything oh <laughs> right, right 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 uh anything i'm playing on my pc let it we're going to get into that later, but yeah, the the big question though that I have is, does this eat up Switch market share? What do you guys think? Well, I'm still playing my Switch. I mean, you almost said it earlier. The uh, you know people who buy this, the Switch still has you know 
Mario and Zelda, and if you want, if you want to play those, right? Um, You're playing them on a on a Nintendo device. Yeah, you, right. I I don't see this eating into the Switch market at all. Yeah, which makes you wonder why or if they're because it, it seems like they're leaning towards a marketing strategy to compete with the switch but but sh do they need to should they be doing it should they be approaching this in a different way you know yeah no it's an interesting perspective uh steve h and h in the chat says i bought a switch for nintendo stuff i don't see this cannibalizing that market i kind of agree i don't either i don't yeah i mean i think that it i, I think don't that either, if, but it fills that this, gap, though. though, of like that high fidelity gaming and like some of the games that you wanted to play on on a mobile experience. But I, I, yeah, I don't. I think that it's kind of comparing apples and oranges when it comes down to the like the audience that you're you're targeting. Mm -hmm. Possibly, but if you think about it this way, though, it, let's say you don't have either one, right? And you can either buy a Switch or you can buy this. Mm -hmm. If you look at the Switch, you've got five, five to ten AAA titles that you can play. You look at this, you've got hundreds of titles that you can play, and not the same yeah. titles you as know, which, Switch which, which, in a lot of cases. Is it enough to push you that way to say this is going to have a little bit more more value in this yeah. device than the and Switch? And Steam games, uh, Steam games tend to be even the indie ones, like small, inexpensive ones, tend to be cheaper than even the same ones on the Nintendo eShop. There, there, a lot of times, things are marked up a little bit on the Nintendo eShop, um, and so, so in a in the long term, you might be, you know, saving money especially if, especially if you already have games in your steam library oh my gosh yeah um and then and then the fact that steam is constantly like selling their games for 50 cents or whatever the hell right yeah <laughs> yeah that's the other thing that you can get so many games so cheap and, and if you're like me you already have like a lot of games on there that you've never even that you've played. never yeah i've got <laughs> i bought it because i was like oh that looks cool three years later oh shit i forgot i had that game you know what i mean Right. Uh, so let us know. Write in joystickandmouse at gmail.com. Let us know your thoughts on uh, the this new device in the gaming space, what it means to the market, what it means to you as a consumer. That's you ugly. Can, you can let us know. All right. Two, 213 games in my Steam library. Oh, dude. Dude, go play them. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you that's, doing here that, podcasting when you should be playing 213 <laughs> games right now? <laughs> you need to you oh. get your shit together, Diddy. Uh, a while back, actually over a year ago, Diddy reviewed the alpha version of a new MMO game from Amazon. And at the time, he poo-pooed all over it because you could work for months and lose it all in an open world PvP unless you joined a large company, which is sort of like a guild. And well, for a change, Amazon took all the feedback from alpha players and revamped the game for New World. And you know what? It doesn't look half bad. And here's what we know about the upcoming open world MMO from Amazon Studios. And if you listen to this past episode of The Instance, you know, this was our main talking point. Um, we're going to cover some of these points here on this show of what this 
game is about, but then also talk about what, kind of what it means to us. So for me personally, this is a game that I'm looking forward to. I've been uh, looking up over the past month or so, uh, and it's exciting because tomorrow launches the closed beta, so we get a hands-on view, and I will be streaming it here on Twitch so you guys can can get a look at it. I did pre-order it, so I was guaranteed the slot. I was in, I installed it. I even launched it today. wasn't able to connect to a server or anything, but it does work. I, I entered the game. So uh, if you remember anything about Amazon Studios, they've had a couple of failed games here recently, but they're back at it with an MMO that's been in development for at least a couple of at least a few years. Um, and this is and when everybody started hearing about an MMO coming out from uh, Amazon Studios, they, everybody, including myself, honestly, were a little skeptical. But what ultimately has come uh, down, what it's come down to is that we now have a product that has been really well refined over the past few years due to consumer feedback, tester feedback, which for me as a consumer of video games says a lot about a developer when they take the time to listen and adapt uh, this product that uh, they've been working really hard on. Uh, and what it ultimately came down to is that they took a game that was once an open world survival game uh, and PVP heavy game and then turned it into really a classic MMO sort of feel. And everybody, and I mean really everybody, is singing its praises right now. Uh, so people have been in the game testing it and have been uh, having some experiences with the game, you know, uh, looking at everything from the the open world design to the PvP, the PvE class, um, you know, experiences. And really, there's a lot of positive feedback about a lot of it. Uh, actually, I really haven't heard much negativity about anything in its current iteration. So we'll see what ends up happening. But let's talk about what New World actually is. So New World is a is an open world MMO similar to like World of Warcraft. This is going to compete with the likes of World of Warcraft, Final Fantasy, and it is set. It's set in a uh, a time frame that involves uh, you're cast away, shipwrecked on a new world. And it's very much kind of like realistic, sort of freaking uh, like like colonial times mixed with dark magic, and that's kind of cool. It doesn't have any class system, so you just use weapons. You level up those weapons, and you get better at them, and that's how you progress. There's a leveling system, and there's a crafting system that's really deep and intense, um, and there's really uh, robust PvP and skill shot sort of as, uh, a means to combat, which makes the PvP pretty interesting. So, you know, with all that kind of in mind, I want to turn it back to my co-hosts here. What are your all's thoughts on what you've seen about New World lately? And uh, does it excite you? Uh, Bobby, let's start with you. Uh, so I have not looked as deep into it as as I know Don Diddy has. Um, uh, but I've I've looked at some of the, the the you know obviously the trailer and I've looked at some of the gameplay videos and everything and and read about some of the features and I have to say for me it doesn't it it kind of makes me feel like it's 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 adding all of the the elements of multiplayer games that I don't like you know um, it's 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 um, like the ranged combat, for example, you have to actually 
you know, like aim and shoot at things, mm -hmm. um, which uh, is basically the reason that I don't play things like Call of Duty is because I can't aim and shoot things um, <laughs> very well. Uh, and uh, but, you know, of course, I wouldn't always ne I wouldn't necessarily have to play a ranged class, but you have to do it with uh, you do have to get in there and and physically hit something not you know you know what i mean by physically you have you, to get there's in, no you tab swing. target you have to like get in vicinity yeah yeah you swing your weapon and you have to get your weapon has to make contact with the hitbox of the of the thing you know what i mean like there's no like range you know like in world of warcraft if you're if you're not close enough you just can't use the thing right <laughs> right um and uh so that's interesting to me that that sort of feat and i and i know that there's some what do you call it? What is it that Wildstar did where you had to skill shot? Yeah, yeah, and and you had to, you had to. There was a lot of movement, um, associated with, with uh, with how to 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 be in the right place and do the right thing at the right time. Right. Um, which I did enjoy that part of Wildstar. That was interesting. Um, so that's cool. I haven't looked at what the what the crafting is like they they seem to be really into the crafting from from their marketing side of things they they seem to be pushing the crafting a lot um but i also am not so sure if doesn't it feel very dependent on the level of investment of your fellow players as well uh, Do you know what I mean? Extrapolate like on that a little bit. Like, what do you with mean? With like, you've got your companies. So companies are kind of like guilds yep. in New World, and uh, and and so you have to and and what you're going to be doing is in on this island that you exist on, you're going to be com competing for uh, like basically like settlements. I, I can't remember if that's what they call them, but but you're going to have places where your company can be. Well, or there's settlements around the island, and different companies or guilds can control those settlements yep and so yep. you're you're competing mm -hmm. for that which is an interesting concept in and of itself we can talk about in a minute but but you have to get in there you have to control a settlement you have to build structures so to speak for like crafting and all that is dependent it feels like unless i interpreted it wrong it feels like all the success or the level at which you're able to do all these things is dependent on the in the investment of your fellow players because you all have to work together to get this all built up um is, yeah my is the... um that's more on the 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 faction piece so there are three factions mm -hmm. like in world of warcraft there are two the alliance and the horde this one you have the syndicate yep. the covenant and the marauders and i think that's more on like yeah and you have eight zones and you can build cities and you can take over those zones with your I... with your not and like not not with your guild per se but like with your with your faction, which is a much bigger pool of players rather than perhaps okay, like so the dozen not or so. so. Much, yeah. Then that, then maybe that's not as concerning. The PVP always makes me a little apprehensive. Sure. Yeah. And, um, and I know mm -hmm. that that's a big, a big focus of this game. And a lot of people love that. So I don't, I'm not, that is definitely not a judgment on the game. You got to target your audience. Um, and so I, long story the tldr version is i think because of the the focus on pvp and and like cooperative gameplay it doesn't interest me as much 
And I say that as a person who co-leads a raid team <laughs> on World of Warcraft. And I does hate being weekly with raid. Yeah, but but I mean, like that's where my, I guess, energy, the energy I have reserved for that type of gameplay is already yeah. spent. Yeah, so no, no, speak. I feel you. I and and uh, the big thing that they've pushed with this game is that no matter what experience you want, kind of to your point, you can get it right. Like you're not forced to do any group combat or anything at all. Right. Or and and PvP is completely voluntary. You could toggle it on or off. You can choose to not be invested in the things that like that are going on with the economic pieces of like the greater uh regions and stuff that you're trying to capture. You can just choose to just do dungeons and you can access those dungeons and stuff uh by you know with people or you can go and do quests by yourself. Similar experiences to World of Warcraft, but it feels like it almost takes it to like another deeper level in some cases. Yeah. Uh which I've I'm I'm very interested in because for me World of Warcraft has become very transactional and it doesn't necessarily like the big reason I log in every week is because of the team, right? Like, and I, right. and I enjoy it. And that's, that's reason enough to keep my sub going. But I think that when it comes to kind of investing myself in a bigger world, this has kind of, it's become a whole new world, you know? Circle. Yeah. And I think you, <laughs> that is the, the thing that seems like it could interest me, but it would, is it looks cool. I love the graphics and the way it looks. Um, the combat, at least the melee combat, seems um, interesting enough to me to want to try. And and if so, if the single player aspect of it is compelling enough, then I would definitely give it a try. But I think at this point, I want to wait and see people like you and like the two of you um, play it and tell me if it's worth it you know yeah I mean? totally totally diddy uh having played the alpha and been uh told not to talk about that experience because you know you're under nda and all that <laughs> tell and us we, still, we still kind of did why don't you uh talk about what this game means to you today in its current iteration so one of the things that i disliked about the alpha intensely was the pvp aspect that as soon as you left a You're not town, a PvPer, just uh, for, for the record. I right? don't play PvP at all. Hardly at all. Um, every once in a while, if I have to, but it's not my not my thing. Um, one of the things I disliked was as soon as you left a town, you were automatically um, tagged. And you could get killed by somebody and they could take your stuff. And it didn't matter. No, you don't take everything, but you still lost, you know, lost stuff that you had worked really hard for over a certain set amount of time. One of the things I liked that they changed was they put in a mode, sort of like war mode in World of Warcraft. You can turn it on or off and you can opt in or opt out. I think that makes it much better. Um, I did like the combat. It, it's funny. They sort of took the good things from World of Warcraft, like leveling and crafting and that type of thing. And then they took the good things from like uh, Guild Wars or Wildstar, which was the combat where you have to be in range to actually use a weapon. Or like if you get too close, you can't use a bow. This is. Oh, that's neat. 
yeah. it's sort of the same thing of, you know, if you remember back in the day in World of Warcraft, it was much more accurate because if you were within three yards of something, you couldn't use the bow because it was too close. That makes sense. Yep. Um, this combat is very similar. Uh, if you attack something from behind, you get a plus. That's, you know... Oh, that's pretty cool. Um, they kept those aspects. The thing I like about the crafting in this is you're not set. You can craft anything you want to at any time. Mm -hmm. You can level your mining and your blacksmithing, and you can level your cloth making at the same time. Mm. Yeah, um, there's no limit. And as a matter of that. fact, there's a lot of things where you have to do both of them. Like I remember the one was candles. To make candles, you had to do mining and you had to do uh mining? I think it would you have to mine to for the flint. wax? I, I like really stony wax. I don't know about you guys. I mean you had to get flint. Oh, okay, okay. Thing. Gotcha. Um and then uh and then you had to get something to to put the candle in and had to have a base which was stone and then you had to to get the wax which was from gathering some plant i don't remember what it was but those aspects of it were really intriguing it was just really irritating to go out and set up a camp and have somebody attack it and right yeah and lose that um the the way the other the other thing works is um the companies can control territories. Each territory can have a fort. You can have one fort and multiple settlements uh, within that territory. You can declare war on another territory. And that's sort of where the PvP aspect of it comes in. So if you don't want to do that, you don't have to. But I th think I saw where you have to pay taxes to the company. But yeah okay you know one of those well, things. apparently that's one of the benefits there's like this whole political there's this whole like politics layer to everything too that so a yeah, lot of this right. stuff that i'm i'm i don't think i would enjoy long term sound intriguing to talk about let me give that caveat right now because i'm going to sound excited when i describe this but i don't think i would enjoy playing <laughs> it um, <laughs> but uh there's this yeah when you when you control a territory as a company you set the level of taxes and i'm assuming that when people buy things and do stuff that gets that tax gets added onto their cost and that cost that tax then comes to your company is what yeah. i'm assuming right and um, then they're supposed to provide you services for that right 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 so ostensibly that yes and 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 the politics layer is that if 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 a company's got like you know 10 percent taxes on goods and they're not you know um somehow giving you some like you're not seeing any benefit to those taxes that you're paying then you can go and support some other company who's then going to declare war to to get to get a uh, control of the territory because maybe they're promising well if you come and help because you don't have to be part of a company to assist them in war um, right yep. the war also seems interesting because in order to gain control of a territory a company declares war on the controlling company and then i thought so as i'm reading all this i thought well that sucks because like what if what if they just decide that they're going to organize a war at two o'clock in the morning and but but they they the developers thought of that <laughs> so when you declare war 
they uh you have to schedule yeah. just like in old medieval times you have to like <laughs> schedule a time that your forces will meet on the battlefield and um, and you uh you have a 50 versus 50 battle you recruit people and you you schedule a time yeah like okay at this time we're gonna go to war it's on so gosh <laughs> it, I, you know you sound so so excited terms. about that by the way bobby i just wanted to point that out like it sounds to me like this is your game right up your it alley sounds intriguing this stuff all sounds great i don't yeah. know how it's gonna play out i don't know how it'll work in the in the i'm gonna find out tomorrow yeah a little this bit, is the but, thing that like um, scott and i talked about is that you know it really depends like we could see this game really take off but there's a lot of these mechanics like what bobby's talking about that are really intriguing on paper but man they're hard to execute so if you are. can make that happen i will say this cool the the crafting leveling was exceptionally slow when i played it took oh. a long time so if you like the mmo grind there's a lot of it in this there's yeah. a lot of hunting for flint there's a lot of hunting for flax um i you forget like what the gathering. other ones were but yeah but yeah. yeah there's a lot of now part of that is though you can do them all you know, you don't have to be just a herbalist or a miner. You can go pick up, you can go mine ore, and then you can go collect posies and do both right. of those things. Right. That did intrigue me. The fact that it's classless and stuff like that, you know, like uh, you can, the more you use a weapon, the more proficiency yep, you, you get more with that weapon. I've always and loved that system, by the way. See, I like would, classless systems. Like I that. actually wish WoW would bring that back. Yeah, you, you remember use whatever you want. You having to go beat on something unarmed so you could. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. There were your... there were those one things out in uh, what was it the that place where the dark portal was. Oh <laughs> yeah, the like, burning. Yeah, uh, the burning place. The the, um, the burning the burning lands. Um, blasted the burning, lands. Blasted the lands. The flasted. Fla Bla no, the, not the flaccid lands. Flaccid lands. Not the flaccid lands. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, there was those anyways, there but, were those um, enemies out there that couldn't they were in, they were invent they couldn't be killed. Um, right. Yeah, you just punch them over yeah, you and have over to go again. Beat on them for to and then you just like walk away and make up. a yeah. sandwich and <laughs> love it. Um, friends at home, let us know if you plan on playing the closed world, uh, the closed world, the new world closed beta happening tomorrow, starting at noon Eastern. Uh, tomorrow being uh july 20th and it's going until like the beginning of august for the august 31st i think uh launch of the game so make sure that you oh uh hit us up joystickamouse at gmail.com if you want to join us and play i'm going to be streaming tomorrow night here on twitch uh that game uh let's talk about some blizzard drama diddy what you got all right so uh on twitter this week um so all right let me remember show me the money we always thought that the classic line from jerry Maguire was the mantra for today's big game studios this week we got a glimpse under the hood of one of the biggest AAA developers and you know what we were right um twitter user grums who was a blizzard developer gave his thoughts on the state of game development in a response to a post on reddit um let's take a look at what he said and give our thoughts so so basically i'll i'll paraphrase this yeah there's a lot in, to in this just so. there's a lot to it it's a long read and and we'll put the the uh, links in 
the show notes, but basically he's saying that the higher ups have lost touch with the gaming community and all they care about is the bottom line. And, and I understand that he's an ex blizzard developer and, um, and there's been a lot of, of pushback on, on him and a couple other people that have also stood up for him and said, yeah, that's the way it is about this is just sour grapes. Cause I don't know the story, but apparently he didn't leave blizzard on the best of terms. <laughs> now, having said that, if you look at the empirical evidence around this though, boy, that sure looks like that's what's going on is that, you know, the, the management people have lost touch of the reason that these companies started making games in the first place. And because Blizzard, I, I, I've, I always remember this. Blizzard used to be everybody that worked there had to be a gamer. From the secretary to the janitor, they had to be a gamer. They had to love gaming. And that's not the way it is there anymore. And I, I truly believe that they've lost something. I think the launch and the state of the current game is a big indictment on them and, and definitely backs up this guy's claims. I feel like a lot of this is pretty, I don't know, like as somebody who's a consumer of Blizzard products and have played World of Warcraft since beta prior to that, um, all the RTSs from Warcraft one, Starcraft one, you know, like Diablo one, Diablo two, et cetera, the list goes on, but there's, there's an obvious shift in the feel of the games in the feel of the connection with the community there at blizzard um from the demeanor of the people that i interact with at blizzard uh, so i i don't you know it's hard to look you know we're getting a v very construed views and not not the full picture certainly but like yeah to your point diddy like in your gut something just feels a little off and that kind of yeah, it makes it makes sense. None of that was extremely surprising, but for me, one of the biggest takeaways that that they talked about in like kind of the the money first piece was the focus on six month subscriptions, telling the story of where World of Warcraft is as a uh, subscription based game and its success. You know, they put a lot of uh value in in subscribing at six months because you get mounts and all this other stuff in game stuff that's a benefit but then they go and don't release a patch for six months and then they re-up your subscription again for another six months and then you're left stagnant with you know a, a patch that is feeling a little worse for wear which is how we got from 9.0 to 9.1 here in shadowlands um to me, it feels a little dirty um, from a Blizzard perspective, if that's truly what's happening. To me, I kind of get it. Like, you know, there's subscription-based services like World of Warcraft, 
it's expected that that they're going to do everything that they can to entice their customers to stay on. Uh, so that's, you know, that that business is business, right? But for me, that business is business is not the way things used to be. I don't know. It feels it feels a little different. Bobby, what what are your thoughts as a longtime Blizzard player? I don't know. I have a lot of thoughts about this, and I think they're very different than the two of you. Um, first of all, I don't necessarily agree that that this exodus from WoW is happening because the WoW base is feeling like taken for granted or or being used as a as 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 being viewed just as money. You know, like mm-hmm. I think um, I think that there are a lot of people leaving World of Warcraft because uh it's they're bored um yep and that's fine there's nothing wrong with that right like like you're entitled to be bored this is the speaking about world of warcraft in particular i guess the uh it's been the longest patch cycle ever that Mm -hmm. they've ever had so people are going to get bored and they're going to leave and they're going to go do other things and there happens to be other um popular mmos i'm talking about i'm thinking of final fantasy 14 in particular Mm -hmm. that are that are popular right now so there's another place to go that a lot of people are at so you're going to do that and i don't think the average wow player is sitting around making these sorts of like analytical like 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 analyses that of of feeling that the the monetary the strategy of blizzard is is viewing them as as an object rather than the thing and i do think that there's a lot of like attribution errors going on when people think about what's going on at blizzard um in social psychology there's this concept called attribution errors where you've got like the fundamental attribution error which is this idea that something bad that happens you you automatically ascribe it to a, a fundamental personality flaw in that person rather than there's just some other external circumstance going on like a perfect example and i'll get back on blizzard in just a second Uh, (laughs) the perfect example is like you see somebody cut you off in traffic you're gonna you say that it's because they're you know a terrible evil person yes who (laughs) instead of you know like maybe they just are having a terrible Day and they were no, just they were definitely out one against me bobby actually yeah. <laughs> exactly so and i think a lot of there's some of that going on here with blizzard we want to attribute some sort of cause to what's happening instead of the fact that this is just a what 17 year old game now and it's it's, it's like I don't know if you guys realize World of Warcraft isn't going to last forever. No, you don't um, mean that. <laughs> no. <laughs> Eventually, it's amazing that it's lasted this long. Eventually, this is going to get a little long in the tooth, and that's just going to happen, and you're going to have to make the decision, is this boring or is this fun? And um, and I think the thought that you are not having fun anymore is the result of some sort of like immoral decision that the developers at blizzard are making is just jumping the gun a little bit like it's it's just like like i don't think that's what's going on and also so there's that whole thing but then there's also the the tweet thread that that started all this grums um did on twitter there were some 
some bit about in there about how developers and you mentioned it diddy that um that the developers are losing touch with with the reason that you know like like the love of the game and all that kind of stuff and maybe that is happening i'm i'm not here to say i'm not here to do the opposite of what i'm accusing other people doing and and saying that no of course they're what i think they're doing is the right, is what's happening that's not what i'm doing um but i do think like like there seems to be this a lot of people saying this this thing where what am i trying to say where it's like either you are in love with making blizzard games and you would you know you would fall down and grind yourself into the dirt for the love of making this game that that other people are playing or you're a soulless automaton who's just trying to cash a paycheck right mm -hmm. there's no um, in between in other words there's yeah and i feel like there is a middle ground you can love doing this game but also just want to work a nine to five on it you know i think there the, life is more complicated than that and 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 of course people high up at blizzard want to make money I, I don't know that i don't know that i'm here to defend the activision arm of things you know because ever since years and years and years ago activision acquired blizzard you know people want to point at that and say that that was a bad right. move and i don't know i don't know um I, i'm it's hard I, to, it's hard to make those assumptions especially when you're not yeah. in the inside of kind of what's going on there anyway right right and i think that the big piece here is to you know take this for for face value it's one side of a story um I, I think, yeah, you and you bring up really, really good points, right? I think that all that's really valid. At the end of the day, what a lot of World of Warcraft players have to think about is, at the end of the day, are you enjoying this thing? Exactly. If you're enjoying it, keep playing. Like, I am. I'm, I'm enjoying this game, and I'm enjoying are we, every Wednesday. <laughs> are we really? No, I am. Four out of yes. ten I'm, on yes. that raid. I'm being dead serious. <laughs> yes. I, are we well, really enjoying, still enjoying the game? Uh, me yes for I am, well yeah. okay let me let me put it this way if it were the me 10 years ago when i was playing hard like freaking hardcore rating and everything like that no but it, the point in my life where i hop on once twice a week and that's all i have time for anyway and i find i'm doing things that i that i enjoy doing uh like rating well, right. th that's but what fun. is it is it the rating or is it playing with guys i think i think I it's mean, both i think that's I think both really of what it things. is right it's playing with the guys that make that make it fun yeah and if but i also think that teen of us said let's go play final fantasy we'd all yes. go play final so, fantasy so i think that is an i think you're 100 percent right so i'm loving playing world of warcraft every day i love all the things that i'm doing i do my wow chores every day and I, you know, get my various currencies and I do some mythic plus dungeons and get some gear and, and all this kind of stuff. Um, and I love raiding, but I think you're absolutely right. All of that is because I love getting together with the raid team every week and accomplishing a goal. If I was not on a raid team, 
I wouldn't be doing this. Yeah, um, and that because and because it's end. not the rating yeah. itself. I think to your point, it's not the rating itself. I would not be having the fun if I was even consistently getting into pug raid groups every week. Like it's not the Agreed. simple act of raiding. It's that I'm raiding with the same team every week and enjoying playing with your, those people. And I I guarantee you, if everybody said. We're, we're all, every one of us all right now at the same time are done with WoW and we're going to go play Final Fantasy XIV or New World. I'd be like, heck yeah, let's go start a filthy casuals company and schedule a war, you know? Like, <laughs> schedule. <laughs> Does 8 a.m. on the morrow work? For, for, for me, though, like, yeah, it's it, agreed. It's the team. There's also the fact that, like, this raid tier, dude, these, at least the first four bosses that we fought are really fun. Like, they're they're fun fights. I don't know how I'm going to feel about them in two months when we're still grinding them, but at least like right now I'm having a good time fighting those bosses and experiencing the strategies and kind of tweaking and all the things that kind of go along with experiencing new content like that. So that's kind of where my head is at. And, and for everybody listening at home, you know, write and let us know once you read those thoughts kind of where your head is at with world of warcraft especially if you play and where blizzard is at, at a you know as a whole we would love to hear from you joystick and mouse at uh, gmail.com i want us to shift just a moment for full stream ahead friends netflix is doing games can you believe wow. that Netflix announced this week that it was getting into the video game business, but not a lot of details on what that meant. So let's look at what we know and what we don't know. Uh, first of all, Netflix is not new to the gaming space, if you really think about it. Bandersnatch, that was a really cool experience. Did you guys do that? I did. I did. Freaking yeah. awesome. I, I played through every ending. Did you really? I only did I like did two. I did the same thing. I tried. It was like I, I actually marked down what I picked at what spot. So I could go back and do it nice. again and pick a different thing. <laughs> nice. And so, like, it, and by the way, they are talking about how a lot of these games are going to be really story-focused up front. Uh, and that it would be, uh, like, a little less on, like, the League of Legends, Apex, Legend, uh, um, sort of, you know, transactional fighting games. Like, it's really going to be probably focused on telling stories like Netflix is, is known for doing. A lot of Netflix originals may be coming to games. And what we wanted to do here was perhaps, you know, talk a little bit about what is possible coming out of this. And then also, like, what would we want to see? And what would we not want to see in a streaming service like this? Uh, Diddy, let's start with you. What are your thoughts? So, like you said, they're not making Call of Duty. <laughs> it's So, you know, they're, they're not going to make a... Uh, FPS. They're not going to make an MMO or anything like that. They are going to make a lot of things, I think, very similar to Bandersnatch. Uh, a lot of those uh, interactive, choose your own ending type of things. Um, it, definitely at first. I think if they hook up with someone, they do have the platform, though, to to make a, a a big inroads in this market because they've got the name. The thing that intrigued me about this was that they said that it would be included if you already subscribed to Netflix. That's mm -hmm. wild, by the way. Almost everybody I know subscribes to Netflix. Yeah. 
not everybody I know subscribes to Xbox. Not everybody subscribes yeah. to um uh just whatever the Sony one is. I forget this what could, it's called. This could take that, yeah, PlayStation now. Cause like you know, we always talk on the yeah, show like it, that that's the best deal in gaming, Xbox Game Pass. But like this yeah. could be it because everybody already freaking has it, and then all of a sudden you get all these games and, with it too. And here's and everybody's saying, Well, but they're gonna raise the price. You know what? If they raise the price five dollars and give us gaming, okay yeah Go like for real. It. yeah <laughs> do it still that, i'm all for it yeah you know? um as long as there are good games to play and you know the big the big talk is they're going to hook up with sony and this is sony's in to the cloud gaming or game oh. streaming oh i haven't heard that i hadn't heard that either um so you know i can i i absolutely see that happening i know we've talked several times about who sony's going to uh partner with to get into this market and i see this as like the perfect marriage yeah they're talking about partnering potentially with the uh with, with other studios like amazon um yeah i mean they, they have access and i and licensing for ips like witcher castlevania assassin's creed so they could be doing a lot of different stuff here i by the way even if they just added more of bandersnatch in that sort of experience i'd be good with it i also see them maybe doing games very similar to the telltale games yeah like anything like that like I'm a witcher a witcher that. game you know, done Dude, in that universe, you... uh, in oh the style God. of one of the Telltale games. And put That'd Henry Cavill in there because they're freaking yep. paying him on a retainer anyway. Get, get his ass in a video game. That'd be great. That'd be great. Bobby, what are your thoughts? I don't want more Bandersnatch. <laughs> oh, okay. What's wrong with Bandersnatch? I enjoyed, I enjoyed it, but I, I just, I want something more than that. What I want is just give me long opening credits to shows with bejeweled on it um, wow i can't tell you how no. much i don't want that oh okay <laughs> no i don't i don't want that um i don't know what would like i already subscribed to netflix first of all so it's hard for me to imagine like being in a position where i don't have netflix and what would make me subscribe to netflix because i'm already there right um but i guess if i pretend that this is like quibi <laughs> okay and yep. uh and and they were the ones who announced that they were doing this what would make me subscribe to that um i it would have to be something that i couldn't get somewhere else right uh yeah. it would have to be some sort of exclusives and and it would have to be either exclusive games or it would have to be some sort of like like mode of gaming that i've i'm not able to get anywhere else you know some sort of like gaming type experience that that i couldn't get so the telltale games idea like like what they do that's a really good idea to me um if they had like a whole bunch of things like that that would be that would be interesting mm -hmm. um i think that that's that's what i would find interesting is something different that they're diving into and and Netflix is known for for kind of spearheading some like like Netflix basically started the whole you know streaming original thing? streaming yeah. like original like like them being a a studio right mm -hmm. so um, 
because HBO doesn't really count. Um, but uh, so so just something different, something new, something I can't get anywhere else. Yeah, and so, and I know that's kind of a non-answer because I I don't know what that is. Well, no, I mean exclusivity is is it's got to like it, it, honestly, if I were to choose to play Assassin's Creed on my Xbox Series X sitting there, or if I would go like play it on Netflix or something, I don't know, like. And, like, what's the controller? Am I going to use my TV remote? Well, that's the other thing. So, audience <laughs> chat says they need to make sure it works on all devices. We do everything through Apple TV and still can't do the choose-your-adventure stuff like Bandersnatch. Like, that wasn't working on Apple <laughs> TV. You had to use, like, I, we had a, I have a TV that works with Roku. So, like, that, that's how we did it on ours. It's kind of silly, yeah. like, to have to do that. I mean, I guess if you did Netflix on your Xbox, then hopefully you would play games with the xbox controller um but but like you said what about people yeah who are using apple tv yeah right right that's funny or uh, google chromecast yeah yeah well let us know uh your thoughts on all the things that we've talked about so far joystick and mouse at gmail.com i want uh bobby to tell us about a video game yes and the reviews were so mixed they I'm were surprised bobby what you got you bringing us something huh I have been playing so much of a game that I'm sure every single person will love. <laughs> this is such a Bobby game. <laughs> this is a I'm here to I'm here to appeal to a very uh, niche crowd uh, right now, which is if you've never heard of it, it's called Kerbal Space Program. Um, this is, somebody asked me, in fact, speaking of raiding in World of Warcraft, we were sitting around and raid. Somebody asked me, what is Kerbal Space Program? I think it might have been you, Alex. Yeah. And I said, it's, the best way to describe Kerbal Space Program is it's math, the game. <laughs> <laughs> and I immediately got a nosebleed. Yeah. And you immediate, immediately fainted. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it, it's a little bit more than that. It's, um. so imagine that you are building it's it's what it sounds like you're building a space program but it's it's actually really just a a physics like it's a rocket physics simulator that that just gives you the opportunity to build rockets launch them into space with a very real like orbital physics engine um and and it teaches you through doing all that it teaches you so much about like like orbital me mechanics and flight physics and stuff like that and how to do transfers between bodies in space and and how to build uh, rockets and it and it gives you this sense of like how what are the what are the challenges that places like NASA or 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 SpaceX or something like that have to what do they have to think about and the challenges they have to overcome in order to to do this kind of stuff and it gives you a fun packaging to do to explore all this in and and it's it's so you you get into this game and it doesn't teach you hardly anything <laughs> so you start building rockets and you learn very quickly that it's really not easy to build a rocket because you build a rocket and you're like, okay, what do I need some fuel and an engine and then like some command capsule on top and then you launch it and it blows up <laughs> and you do that like 30 times before you then realize I should probably go watch a YouTube video about this. Um, and then, and then once you start realizing, Oh, to do this, I have to actually learn about how gravity works. I have to learn about how, you know, 
how how to get something into orbit and how difficult that is and how how atmospheric drag plays into things and and Jeez. all this kind of stuff and once you first accomplish that first like like getting a rocket into orbit you feel like a fucking genius <laughs> like <laughs> we're gonna fucking like, apply to nasa i got like, this you feel like i have i understand the universe now <laughs> and and it's it's amazing it's so much fun and um and it's too uh, funny man i mean like yeah. what, what are the little alien dudes that i see here like who are they are they just those are the kerbals Okay. So the the game is it does not take place on Earth. It takes place on a planet called Kerbin. Okay. And uh, and the Kerbals are just trying to to make their way into to learning how to get into space and go to the moon, which is spelled M U umlaut N. Ah. Um, so German U with the moon. dots. Uh, moon. Um, and uh, and so yeah, you you uh, you shoot your kerbals into space, and and they all have attributes that are meaningless. Like they have two attributes. Uh, um, there's I think it's like like bravery and intelligence or something like that. <laughs> and they don't actually mean anything. All the attributes do are determine what the the varying uh, expressions on the Kerbal's faces will oh. be in certain <laughs> situations. So okay. like a really brave Kerbal like launching into space will just be like cool as a cucumber, right? But like one with a low bravery will be like freaking out and because you got their like windows down at the bottom showing what they look like. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's it's nuts. It's it's uh, if you like if you like space and rocket stuff like if you're always following like like spacex news and, and nasa news and stuff like that but and you also like flight simulators um you'll probably really enjoy this game. i feel like i need i need my dad to play this game he loves that sort of shit yeah and you get to you get to craft all these things you like i i can't tell you how much it strokes your ego as a person who thinks that they're like a smart person like i think that i'm a smart person um so <laughs> so you build these things and you're like oh yeah now I'm a rocket scientist. Like I got it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm a big fucking deal. Yeah. I mean, it looks it, it looks fun. Like I mean, in a way that I would never play it because I feel like it would kick my ass. But I feel like it is very hard. The learning curve is steep. But like it, it's so um, it's really neat. Like I, I feel like this would also appeal a lot to like kids who are really interested in engineering and like would want to understand some of the physics behind some of this. Like that's kind of neat. My daughter, who is five years old, will design a rock. She'll sit in my lap and she'll like put a rocket together, and she loves doing it. And I'll just I'll let her do it. Like I'm sitting here thinking, you know, like my smug asshole self. I'm sitting here thinking, like this thing's never gonna fly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but she she like tells me what to put on it, and I'll be like, all right, let's launch it and see what happens. And it goes and explodes, and um, she loves it. She's like, ah, look, it blew up. <laughs> um, but but it's it's really it's really fun and it's it's it, it's it scratches a lot of those let me tell you here's another good example of how difficult it is you go onto the wiki it's got you know a wiki like everything does um so it's got the kerbal space program wiki and you'll go on there and you'll be like oh so to launch something into space i need to learn what a gravity turn is right like uh, you're supposed to do gravity, a gravity turn? turn turn a gravity turn <laughs> gravity and turn so... i was like what the fuck 
<laughs> gravity turd. That's when you that's when you drop your like rocket booster <laughs> stage because it's spent. That's the gravity turd. Got it. Um, but the gravity turn is something else. I won't explain it. But you'll click on it in the wiki. It'll be like, all right, you need to do a gravity turn. It's got the link there. You click on it, and you're expecting it to go to another Kerbal Space Program wiki page explaining what the gravity turn is in the context of this game. But no, it just goes to Wikipedia and tells you what a gravity turn is. No way. Because... It's like following the actual <laughs> physics of it. Because that's what this game does. Like, you have to know orbital mechanics and physics and rocket science oh to gosh. do this game. That's intense, yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah. It was so this, good. This game was on sale on Steam at some point in time. And, and you bought and it. I've, I, I bought it, and I've actually played it for a little while. And after the first five rockets I built blew up, I was done. I was <laughs> like, I, I, I'm, I'm done. It's incredibly it, it's hard. Once I realized that you actually have to plan and build and research, yeah. and I was like, I got other games that I can play and <laughs> right. not put that amount of effort into. Yeah. Um, so I will not delude anyone. This is a, you have to be a certain type of person to really be. And I just happen to be exactly that kind of person. This so is exactly in, the sort of game that Bobby. Would I think play. I'm getting close to 150 hours and I just started like a month ago. Oh my gosh, um, dude. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so many hours. Yeah. It's, um, and and I'm I haven't even left the sphere of influence of my of my planet. I've just been doing missions to those two moons, and uh, and you've got a whole solar system you can explore. Yeah, that's insane. All right, you heard it here. Kerbal Space Program. Play it or don't. You know, <laughs> Andy Weir. <laughs> did kind he, of the did, did kind he, of the yeah. yeah. Did Andy Weir design this? The guy who did The Sims, uh, Adi. No, no, no. But but it kinda does kind of like feel it. like it does feel like that. It feels like or um. The music is similar to that, but I, I always thought like, oh, here's what I should do is I should play, I should play, you know, Civilization oh, I love that. and then get to the point where you're about to launch a rocket and then switch to this game. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's meta. Yeah. That's meta. This, this is probably The Sims on steroids times two. It is very simmy though, yeah, because there's a career mode in the game and everything. Yeah, so. that's funny. That's funny. Kerbal Space Program, played or don't. All right, uh, friends. Well, first of all, Bobby, thanks for sharing that that game with us. Uh, it sounds Absolutely. like you would give it a ten uh, out of ten, right? With lots of caveats, yeah. All right, with lots of caveats, <laughs> with lots of asterisks. Uh, friends, it's going to be a show. Let's go ahead and clap it out like we do at the end of every show. All right, everybody. Thanks so much to our guest today, Bobby Franks, for joining us. Bobby, where can people learn a little bit more about the things that you are doing? So my uh, when I'm not guest hosting on this podcast, um, I have my own podcast called uh, All Around Science. It's a weekly science podcast where we just dive into science news and then whatever interesting science topics that we're we want to talk about just whatever is going on oftentimes inspired by the news but we talk about science news and things going on in science with me and my fabulous co-host mora and uh we just have a blast doing that so it's all around science just find it it's there it's there it's, wherever yeah. you find the podcasts mm -hmm. and we then, have a tiktok all around science i was too. gonna say it's, you got your, your your tiktok business going it's that's fun that's at all around sci sci and um and that is you should we make little tiktok videos about science that's really fun you should check that out if you're on tiktok 
Yeah. Uh, how about Twitter? Where can people follow you there? Uh, at all around sci SCI as well. That's the that's that's the all around science. If you don't care about science and you just find me absolutely charming, then you can uh, follow me at GM Funky Town. Yeah. And then I. No, you don't get to let that one pass. <laughs> Where did GM Funky Town come from? Well, GM uh, is either game master or general manager. Take your pick. Um, <laughs> uh, Funky Town is just a is just a handle I had for a long time. I originally wanted to name my first child Funky Town because my last name is Frankenberger. Funky Town Frankenberger. It's perfect. It's so good. Um, but my wife wouldn't let me. Um, <laughs> Missed opportunity. So, yeah. Um, so it's just GM Funky Town. Yeah. And you could also hear Bobby on places like TMS. You can hear him. Uh, you know, it's our friend Scott and Brian. They they have a morning show. And then uh, you could also hear him every Wednesday here on Twitch.tv slash Alex Albisu, uh, helping me uh, yell at people in Raid in World of Warcraft. Yeah. So, Bobby Frankenberger, thank you very much for being here. Appreciate you. Yeah. Uh, and so let's go ahead and do our round. Say goodbye. Start with Diddy. See you later, folks. Uh, I was about to say J-Dimes. Uh, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everyone. And from me, be good to yourself. Be good to others. Take care. If you like this show, check out more great content at IncastMediaNetwork.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>